Since the election of several far left Democrats to the House, we have seen a growing divide between more moderate Democrats and the newly elected far left Democrats. Recently, many modern Democrats voted in line with Republicans. This triggered the ire of Nancy Pelosi, who called on the Democratic Party to vote like a team. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez took it one step further, threatening to put these Democrats on a list of people to primary. And what that means is she will oppose them in their next election. It's important to note that Ocasio-Cortez did get elected by conventional means. She used this technique called primarying, where they realized certain districts will only ever vote Democrat, so they need only win a primary. That means Cortez effectively got elected in a district of around 750,000 people with only 15,000 votes. It's also important to note that Ocasio-Cortez has defied the Democrats on several occasions as well. It would seem that she's trying to flex her muscle and stop any bipartisanship, which could lead to disastrous consequences for this country. Today, let's take a look at the latest news and several examples of the far left Democrats defying the Democratic Party and how this could be bad for us as a country. But before we get started, make sure you follow us over at Minds at minds.com slash subverse, where we are setting up a distributed newsroom and need you to get involved to help fact check, share stories that you think aren't getting enough coverage and just engage, share your thoughts on certain stories. If you want to support these videos, just share them to help spread the message. Our first story from Fox News, Ocasio-Cortez warns of list for moderate Democrats who vote with Republicans, according to a report. After more than two dozen moderate Democrats broke from their party's progressive wing, and sided with Republicans on a legislative amendment Wednesday, New York Democratic Rep Ocasio-Cortez reportedly sounded the alarm in a closed-door meeting Thursday and said those Democrats were putting themselves on a list. The legislation that prompted the infighting was a bill that would expand federal background checks for gun purchases, the Washington Post reported. But a key provision requiring U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement to be notified if illegal immigrants attempt to purchase guns saw 26 moderate Democrats side with Republicans. According to the Post, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi scolded her wayward center-leaning colleagues, telling them, we are either a team or we are not, and we have to make that decision. But Ocasio-Cortez reportedly took it a step further. She said she would help progressive activists unseat those moderates in their districts in the 2020 elections, the report said. Her spokesman, Corbin Trent, told the newspaper that she made the list comment during the meeting. She said that when activists asked her why she had to vote for a gun safety bill that also further empowers an agency that forcibly injects kids with psychotropic drugs, they're going to want a list of names and she's going to give it to them, Trent said, referring to ICE. Ocasio-Cortez has vehemently denounced ICE since bursting onto the political stage, but has also raised concerns among fellow Democrats that she's picking fights with her own party. I'm sure Ms. Cortez means well, but there's almost an outstanding rule. Don't attack your own people. Rep. Emmanuel Cleaver told Politico earlier this year, we just don't need sniping in our Democratic caucus. The concept of primarying, it's really interesting. I view it as a sort of exploit. Certain districts in our country only ever vote in one direction. In fact, my understanding is that Ocasio-Cortez's district was something like D plus 28 or plus 30, meaning that typically they poll 30 points in favor of the Democrats. They knew, brand new Congress, Justice Democrats, the organizations she was working with, that she only had to win a primary and voter turnout for primaries is usually very, very low. It's an unorthodox method of winning. 
But after she won the primary, meaning the nomination from the Democrats, she started going around saying that she was elected to Congress because they knew it. They knew there was no way that her district would vote for anyone else. This means she was able to win her seat with only 15,000 votes in a district of 750,000, keeping in mind that Cynthia Nixon, who was considered to be the progressive candidate in the governorship for New York, lost the Bronx 83% to 17% and Queens 73 to 27, showing that in all likelihood, New Yorkers didn't want someone overly progressive. They wanted the more moderate candidate. More importantly, is that Ocasio-Cortez has actually sided with Republicans in the past. It's interesting that she is now threatening moderate Democrats when she herself has actually sided with Republicans as well. From January 24th, Ocasio-Cortez sides with GOP in opposing Democratic bill to end shutdown, citing ICE funding. The story here is actually fairly simple. It's not that Ocasio-Cortez sided with Republicans because she agreed on why they were voting no. The Republicans wanted funding for the border wall, and Ocasio-Cortez didn't want funding for ICE. That only put her in a line with Republicans very loosely, not that she actually agrees with their policy position. But if the issue is the Democrats aren't getting in line, well, then Ocasio-Cortez, once again, she defied the Democrats and voted against a bipartisan bill along with other far left members of the House. In a story from the 14th of February, Ocasio-Cortez, other progressive freshmen to oppose border bill. The story says that Cortez and three other progressive Democrats said Thursday they will vote against the bipartisan border deal because of its increased funding for the Department of Homeland Security. They note that Ian Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, who along with Ocasio-Cortez have electrified the progressive wing of the Democratic base, said they are opposed to giving more money to ICE agencies like Immigration and Customs Enforcement and Customs and Border Protection. Cortez has not only opposed Democrats, but she is particularly opposed to bipartisanship. In the past, that story we just read, she opposed a bipartisan effort on the border deal. Recently, she's threatening to put Democrats on a list for bipartisan behavior. In this instance, it was around 26 Democrats, so not a majority of the Democratic Party. But it seems like Ocasio-Cortez is more interested in winning her tribal fight than actually pushing forward policies which could benefit the left or the Democrats. The Washington Post has the original story citing Ocasio-Cortez's list. They say, Triggering the blowup were Wednesday's votes on a bill to expand federal background checks for gun purchases. 26 moderate Democrats joined Republicans in amending the legislation, adding a provision requiring that ICE be notified if an illegal immigrant seeks to purchase a gun. This I found really strange. You would think the Democrats would be in favor of expanding background checks for gun purchases. But because they would notify ICE, Ocasio-Cortez has actually opposed expanding gun control measures, which to me is confusing because the Democrats are in favor of gun control and expanding background checks. I'm actually impressed that 26 Democrats were willing to vote alongside Republicans for this issue. And it's actually worrying to me that Ocasio-Cortez has repeatedly threatened bipartisan efforts. These are issues that could actually bring both parties together and mend the divide, which is something we desperately need. We need politicians who are willing to figure out that middle ground so that we can actually solve some of our problems. But it would seem like Ocasio-Cortez's stance is my way or the highway. Do it like this or else. And now she's actually threatening to throw her weight against the moderate Democrats. And this isn't the first threat she made. Previously, Ocasio-Cortez on a live stream said she was going to primary other Democrats. This story from January 11th. 
progressive group backed by Ocasio-Cortez sets sights on first Democratic target in 2020. The story says the grassroots group Justice Democrats unveiled plans on Friday to target Rep. Henry Culler in the 2020 congressional primaries, dealing an opening salvo in its offensive to expand the slate of progressive Democrats in the House. Cooler, a seven-term congressman, represents one of the few safe Democratic districts in the deep red Texas. He's a member of the centrist New Democrat Coalition and Blue Dog Coalition. This is where we see this tactic in effect, a safe district. Target the moderate, someone who's willing to work with Republicans, who can represent people who are moderately Democrat and force a replacement. Because this district is widely expected to only vote Democrat, they can put someone in who is very, very far left, even if they're at odds with Democrats. The majority of Democrats, according to Gallup and Pew, as I've cited numerous times, want more moderate policy. This, in my opinion, is another example of an exploit to force people to choose between Republicans or the far left. At some point, people will break down and start voting for conservatives. Ocasio-Cortez is not going to leave this fight unscathed, however. It was reported previously that Democrats are floating the idea of a primary challenge for Ocasio-Cortez herself. And this is where we can see the breakdown. Ocasio-Cortez is also vulnerable to this exact same technique, which means given the opportunity for someone more moderate, it is likely her district may actually vote her out. Now, I think Cortez has become so famous she may actually be invincible at this point. She will likely be voted in simply because of name recognition, which is very, very powerful. But the Democrats have another technique to try and eliminate her as this war continues. As reported on February 9th by The Intercept, New York Democrats could eliminate Ocasio-Cortez's district after 2020. The story says, following the 2020 census, every state will draw new district boundaries to reflect changes in the population. Now, that technique won't guarantee the ousting of Ocasio-Cortez, but by eliminating her district, it could put her in a bind. She would then have to go up against another incumbent and make that district choose between her or their longstanding representative who they might actually like. This is a potential threat to Cortez. But the war continues. Because following the threat of a primary challenge, Cortez announced they were coming for her. This story published by Salon on the 1st of February. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez raises more than $100,000 after talk of possible primary challenge surfaces. The fight is on, and I think I've shown more than enough sources to show the mainstream moderate Democrats are going up against Cortez and she is fighting back. But admittedly, it looks like Cortez, the Justice Democrats, and brand new Congress are the ones who started the fight. I can't blame them. I'm not a big fan of corporate mainstream Democrats either. But Cortez seems to be overly arrogant and narcissistic and threatening bipartisanship, and this presents a real problem. In my opinion, we do need fresh faces. The Democratic Party needs a change, and what we need is someone willing to be bipartisan, rational, and moderate, and not overwhelmingly representing corporate interests. By all means, you can oppose special interests and foreign war, but it doesn't mean you have to push fringe far left policies and threaten other Democrats with this exploit. Now, I don't know how this is going to end. It may be possible that the mainstream Democrats win because, in my opinion, we saw they were willing to cheat in 2016 and oust Bernie Sanders. I fully expect them to do the exact same thing moving into 2020, and I'm willing to bet Cory Booker or Kamala Harris takes the nomination, even though Bernie Sanders is considered to be one of the favorites. Or Joe Biden, who is the favorite, might actually just win in that case. But if the Democrats were willing to cheat in 2016, why wouldn't they just find a way to cheat again and remove the nuisance that is the new far left progressives in the House? 
Let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Minds at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. Eastern on this channel. And I'll have more videos on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews, starting at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.